Hello, and welcome to What's Brewing, a Project Zion podcast series where we explore the question, what is mission and why does it matter? I'm your host, Robin Linkhart, and I'm here today with the SPEC 2023 Directors Team, Jen Kilpack, Jamie Valero, and Doug Roberts, who will share about this year's SPEC and how this annual event connects with Christ's mission, our mission. Hello, friends. Thanks so much for being here today. Hey, thanks for having us. Good to see you. So I want to take a minute now and we're going to listen to your 60 second elevator introduction, so to speak, so that our listeners can get a sense of who you are. Jamie. Oh, okay. We'll start the clock. Here we go. Um, <laughs> my name is Jamie Varvero, as Robin mentioned, and I am uh, I reside in Columbia, Missouri. My uh, my actual profession is uh, I'm in development and sponsor relations for a music festival. So I'm a little bit in the entertainment industry and we put on a festival every fall that's uh, that we literally work on all year. So it's um, it's not only dealing with sponsors and trying to bring money into the festival, but it's also about um, curating the lineup and that type of thing. So, you know, it's fun. So I enjoy that. I'm also um, a member here at in um, Columbia congregation. I'm an evangelist and um, have, you know, have grown up in the church originally from Northern California. So I'm a, I'm a bit of a transplant. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. And my name is Doug Roberts. Uh, I live in Lee Summit, Missouri. I uh, have a wife and two kids, uh, 13, 11 year old. Uh, I've been a stay at home dad for the better part of the last 11 years. Um, not what I ever thought I would be doing, uh, but very rewarding and enriching. And I, I don't think I would change it if I could go back and do it again. Uh, I actively attend a an emerging congregation in the Independence area called The Table. Um, I grew up in the church. I've been a church member as long as I know. It's it's woven into the fabric of my life. Been really involved in youth ministry for a long time. Um, and. You know, I'm going on year number nine of being one of the co-directors of SPEC. You did. And I'm Jen Kilpack. I live in the Kansas City metro area. Um, and I work for Community of Christ as Director of Communications. Like Jamie, I'm a transplant to the Midwest. I grew up in Washington, D.C. on the East Coast. So I still have a little bit of that mentality uh, with me uh, as I go about my, my daily tasks. I also uh, am married, have three kids, one of whom is married, one's in college, and one just got their driver's license. Wow, that just got their driver's license always feels <laughs> scary, doesn't it? <laughs> it's the last one, so I'm kind of excited about not having to be the mom taxi anymore. Yes, yes. <laughs> Today, we want to get a detailed recap of SPEC 2023, but to start things off, we need to set the table, so to speak, so that all of our listeners have a sense of what the word SPEC means in Community of Christ. So how would you tell someone who knows nothing about SPEC what it is? Jamie? Well, you know, SPEC obviously is short for spectacular, and uh, SPEC has been part of the fiber of the community of Christ for 
you know, over 50 years now. Uh, I think we're like 53 or 54 years now. So it's been a pretty big deal. In fact, at one point it was called Sports Spectacular and it's evolved over the years. And, and we've added some more elements, you know, leadership, arts, which includes, you know, both visual and performing arts, uh, sports, about every, you know, a number of different team sports and individual sports that the kids uh, fully officiated, um, scorekeepers, the whole nine yards, and and then the worship element. And so, you know, it, it is, I think, arguably the the number one youth gathering in the community of Christ. And there's been so much history of, of those that have been campers in the past that then become staff and, and uh, then they see their kids come along and, and participate as well. So as far as the, as far as the church goes, most people, I think for the most part are pretty well versed in what spectacular is, but it's more about those that, that are outside kind of the community of Christ bubble a little bit, if you will, because we have uh, special guests, speakers, entertainers, that type of thing that that come and be part of the spectacular experience. So sometimes that setup is a little bit different. You know, quite honestly, I think that um, when I'm talking to some people about coming in and, and being part of the spec experience, you, you, the description sometimes is a little different just to not put up barriers, you know, even with some, uh, there are some things that are just supposed if you mention that it's, you know, this Christian youth camp, you know, um, I think what we try to focus on is it's a, a leadership experience for young people where they um, get to participate and experience all kinds of different things. And so, in fact, we are kind of chuckling about this earlier, you know, there was one particular individual I'd been reaching out to and telling him that it was somebody that we wanted to come and speak and, and tell their story. We, we do bring in a number of non-for-profits that come in and share about their organization and that type of thing. And so this was this particular instance. And, and as I'm telling him about Spectacular, I'm kind of going about that route about, you know, focusing more on the leadership element and the performing and visual arts and the sports and that type of thing. And, and then getting into the Christian foundation through the community of Christ. And so, but as I'm setting up this whole thing, I can hear, I can hear the keystrokes in the background and I kind of chuckled and I said, you're looking me up right now, aren't you? And you're looking up spectacular. And he goes, uh, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. And so um, it was kind of funny. We got through that whole bit. And he actually did come and it was, uh, I, I know he had an amazing time. He was very, very much welcomed into the spectacular community. And, and so that was really a great experience, but that, you know, time and time again, those types of things happen where people that have no idea about spectacular and quite frankly, perhaps don't even know that much about the community of Christ come in and time and time again, we've had people come in and just say, man, this is one of the most amazing amazing youth gatherings we've ever seen or participated in. And so um, we take great pride in that. Thanks, Jamie. Jen and Doug, do you have anything to add to that? Well, as, as Jamie mentioned, you know, Spec's been going on for well over 50 years. And it actually moved to Graceland University, at the time Graceland College, but now Graceland University in Lamoni, Iowa, and we utilize the entire college campus. Uh, so having shared about spec with some non-church people, you know, to piggyback on what Jamie said, it's music, it's sports, it's arts, 
you know, if there's, if there's a space at Graceland University, we try to utilize it uh, for a class, for an activity, you know, to provide the campers the richest experience they can, which has been a really transition because great specs started as a volleyball camp exclusively as a volleyball camp. And it has now emerged and grown into this, you know, event that you can throw a clay pot in the morning. You can make some, you know, glass bead bracelets in the morning in a class. And in the afternoon, you can be playing volleyball or softball or basketball, or you can do quiz bowl or ping pong. Um, and then at night you can watch a magician and a comedian show up and put on a show. So it's, it's really become this, you know, again, this amazing, you know, experience. Um, and it's also unique in that the whole day isn't structured. Um, so for campers and having, you know, neighbors who are high school kids who've come to spec for the first time, uh, they told my wife and I that we undersold how awesome spec is, which confused us because we told them it could be one of the best weeks of their life. Um, yet we undersold that. So we're, we're, we don't know. We don't know exactly what we have going on, but we know it's awesome. I think to can like to concisely wrap up what Jamie said and what Doug said for me, spec is about like holistically living, taking all the aspects of our life and recognizing the sacred in all of it. Well, it sounds super exciting. And we've heard a little bit about spec. It's been around for over 50 years. I think Jamie may have said 53. Uh, in Community of Christ, part of our tradition and started as a volleyball camp and has just uh, evolved into this multi-dimensional holistic uh, event. What I'm interested in now is how did you first get connected with SPEC? Doug? So I have, I have an older and younger brother. And so my first real experience with SPEC was hearing about it when my brother went. Um, and I grew up in the church and grew up in independence and my parents volunteered on delegation staff. Um, so I knew about spec even before I could attend as a camper, um, but I was a camper starting in 1995. Um, and just the other day I looked and I, I think I haven't, I've missed three years of spec from 1995 until now, um, either as a camper or as a volunteer. Uh, but I got started volunteering at spec refereeing basketball. So that's, I would spend eight, nine hours a day officiating basketball, either on campus at Graceland or in the Lamona High School gym. Um, and they kept asking me if I wanted to do extra things. And I kept saying yes. And for the last nine years, I've gotten to be part of this amazing team of people. So. Um, like Doug, I was a camper at SPEC as well. And like I said, coming from Washington, D.C., we had a really, really small congregation and our youth group was small. So coming coming to SPEC was um, like really eye-opening because there were so many other kids. That was not something I experienced. I was the only Community of Christ kid in my high school. So being with so many other kids in our faith movement was really um, exciting and in some ways I think really transformational. Fast forward uh, some years post-college um, after my uh, start at um, international headquarters I worked in the communications team with Susan Naylor. Um, she was a previous director of Spectacular and she asked one year if I would come and take photos. I was like in the late 90s 
And I was like, sure, that sounds like fun. So uh, I did that for a couple of years. And then at some point got asked if I would consider taking on some of the elective classes that we call adventures, planning those and organizing that. And then from there, the planning team let me try out a concept that has become what we call SPEC today, which is our theme class. And like Doug, I just kept saying yes. And I started directing um, in 2011. Yeah. And for me, my, when I lived in California, grew up in California, I spec was not part of my experience. Um, I was heavily involved in the youth program there, but just never made the trek to, uh, to Lamoni. And so it wasn't until, you know, I attended, attended Graceland and then ended up living in here in Columbia, Missouri and uh, got heavily involved in youth programming here and, and was youth camp director for a number of years. And, and so then got involved with the delegation, uh, from this area and started going to spec as a as delegation staff and then that grew into um, just building some relationships with uh, with those on the leadership team at that time which as Jen mentioned Susan Naylor and Steve Demmett and Travis Harder were co-directing at that time and and I was asked to in, uh, to get involved in the leadership team then and take on uh, some experience with being on the worship team and so we, part of the beauty of Spectacular is we, we really, that worship team are, are more facilitators for the experience and really encourage youth leadership and involvement in our worships. And so that's something that's been a significant, I think, hallmark of, of what Spectacular is about. So then after that, after doing that for a number of years, then when was approached uh, like Jen by Susan and Steve and Travis about looking to to move on and become a director. And so I have I am terrible when it comes to that kind of stuff. I have no idea what year that was, but let's see, Jen, if you were what 2011, I don't know. It's not that important. So anyway, so got involved and uh, became a director at that time with Diane Martin and Travis Harder. And then, then it was just shortly after that that Jen became a director, and then, and then Doug. And so it's there is something beautiful about how this comes together in this whole experience, this whole leadership experience. I could not ask for two better friends and companions to go on this, you know, leadership journey with. Wow, that really does sound like a beautiful thing. And it's so exciting to see the three of you together here with these different stories working together as a team. I think we're ready to jump into the deep end now. So Community of Christ 2023 Spectacular was held at Graceland University in Lamoni, Iowa, July 15th to 22. This year's theme was Wonder. And we want you to tell us all about it. Jen? I'm going to start off uh, a little bit with our theme. So uh, we kind of said like dare to wonder. And then we really kind of dive into the theme, most especially in our Spec Today classes and also through our worship, what we, we call morning celebration. Um, so in our morning time, kind of like between 8 o'clock and noon, we start out with a celebration, which um, is about 30 minutes. It's, as Jamie said, camper-led. 
we have some really great worship facilitators, Daniel um, Harmon and Emily Rose, and then a team of, uh, of other facilitators that work with them to really work with the kids that come to worship class and plan these amazing experiences every morning and then two evening um, worships as well. So there's a mix of, you know, short spoken words. Sometimes there's poems that are shared, music, spiritual practices. It's just a great way to start our day. And then we move into our Spec Today class. And with um, the theme wonder this year, our scriptural foundation was um, the story of the loaves and fishes. And so we really explored that theme both as a question and, you know, as a window into awe and divine mystery. We talked about things like curiosity and creativity and community. We really talked about the mysteries and miracles of life. Spec Today class was a place where we could uncover some unique things about ourselves and about the world. And it's a, you know, it's an opportunity for us to make new friends. Uh, we split everybody up during those times. So there's a facilitator pair um, that has a group of kids this year. It was about 60 um, campers in each group. Um, they meet in different locations and kind of all have the same, the same class materials uh, that are written by the wonderful Melissa Lewis. Uh, she's also on our committee. Um, and then it really kind of is a, a place to dive deep into the daily themes. Those, that period's about an hour long. And then after that, we move into two sessions of adventure classes. And we call those adventures because there are a crazy cool variety of classes. So these are electives. You can choose whatever you'd like. Some of them, you know, take one day to complete. Some of them you go every day. The variety is, like I said, I mean, it's pretty amazing. So there's things like acrylic painting or jewelry making. Um, you can play disc golf with some internationally ranked disc golfers. Uh, there are all kinds of sports clinics that were hosted by our Graceland um, coach, coach staff. You could learn to play chess. You could learn jujitsu. Uh, you could go to a discussion class um, that one was called this year, Ever Wonder, and it was just an open discussion. You could ask whatever questions you wanted to, and the facilitator was willing to dive into those discussions. There were things like residing in the rhythm, which is a, a class about, you know, kind of diving into the lyrics of music that's meaningful to you. And then you get to share that with others in the class. There were things like glass fusion ceramics. You could be part of the, the play. There were just, I mean, there's so many options that if you can't find something to capture your interest even a little, then we probably need to have, have a conversation. But that's how you get to spend your morning. And then you get to eat lunch. So that everyone loves that part too. So once the morning session is over, the classes are over, Basically from noon until 7.30 at night, there's open dining, continuous dining. So anyone who's on campus that has a meal plan, you can go eat um, whenever you want, as much as you want. Um, the ice cream machine is usually a big favorite activity. Um, but from noon until 6, 6.30 at night is when a lot of the other sports and activities happen. And so from a team, team sports, perspective we've got volleyball softball basketball and soccer 
And the idea is that we, we hope every camper takes a, a chance to participate on a team sport um, just to get, you know, mostly to have fun, but then also just to get the experience of being on a team and participating on the team. Um, and then from an individual side, you can play ping pong, pickleball, there's quiz bowl, there's wrestling, there's a cross country race one morning, there's a track meet there's tennis. So there's a wide assortment of activities um, that kids can, can try and play. Um, and we find that some campers who play these sports the rest of their year really come to spec and love to try something new. Um, and then some of them also like to, you know, play the sport that they've spent their time at and kind of show their skills off, um, which it's a great blend. We have four different divisions. Um, the blue division is at is for the entry level, people that have never participated in a sport um, that just want to give it a try. And the gold division is the equivalent of like a varsity level uh, athlete in high school. So there's a range everywhere from blue, there's green, there's red and gold. And the idea is that we try to fit you um, where you should be. Um, that's going to make you, we've, we've learned that's going to help you have the richest experience playing the sport. Um, you're not going to be playing at the blue level and be playing with somebody who's you know, you're not going to be playing blue soccer and be playing against somebody who's played soccer for 10 years. Um, so the idea is that, you know, if you want to be competitive, that space exists for you. If you want to have uh, more fun and be less competitive, that space also exists. Um, and it's kind of the beauty of the way spec works. Um, it's really fun to watch kids who've never really played sports play volleyball for the first time and just to see the joy uh, that they experience playing and passing the ball and being a part of a team. So, you know, the afternoon time is, is a lot of sports. Um, there might be some rehearsals for the plays or the musical acts or performances we have going on. Um, the other kind of unique thing about spec is that, you know, your games might be at one o'clock and at two o'clock and then from three o'clock until anything in the evening, you might not have an activity. So it also gives campers and high school students this autonomy to sort of have some free time in a safe space and figure out what, you know, what interests them. Where do they want to go? What do they want to do? Uh, sometimes I get in trouble because I tell campers if they're bored, maybe they're boring, um, which might not be the nicest thing to tell them, but it's kind of this window into there's, there's so many things you can do here. Um, just take a risk, you know, and we, we encourage that at SPEC. One of our, our values at SPEC is growth and risk in the sense that we hope we create a safe space for people to try something new or to push themselves in a way they maybe wouldn't have otherwise, like playing a team sport, um, doing something that you've never done. A lot of people are afraid they're going to look silly if they don't, if they're not proficient or great at it, you know, in this world of social media, like everyone is an expert when you look at them on TikTok. Uh, but that's not really true. And so it's fun to watch kids and campers engage in this space of trying something new and playing a team sport. And, you know, again, we have, we have all these sports, but some of our most participated in activities are quiz bowl and pickleball and ping pong um, these individual sports and activities for campers. So um, the afternoon time is a lot of fun, a lot of sports, a lot of activities, a lot of cheering other people on, um, and a chance just to sort of hang out in a safe space and hopefully meet some people and make some new connections and form some new friendships.
Yeah, and then when we get into the evening time at, at SPEC, and I'll just kind of give a quick rundown of kind of what happened this year in, in our evenings and 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 then speak a little bit more to the, the wider um, experience. But, you know, the, really one thing we focus on more than anything is to be true to the name in this particular part. Well, actually, in every aspect of Spectacular, that, that everything is above and beyond what these young people might normally experience at another event um, or another camp or that type of thing. So we truly try to bring in spectacular talent, spectacular speakers and spectacular experiences. And so um, Saturday, that first Saturday, obviously being the first day, there's a lot of orientation and things that happen to get the kids acclimated with the campus and, and that type of thing. But then we also have an icebreaker experience where it's, Probably if you think of any icebreaker maybe that you've had in your camp, this is that and more. This is that on steroids. It is, we bring in a, a facilitator from a company called Playfair, which is, this is what they do. They go around probably more than anything to college campuses and do a lot of freshman orientation uh, things. And so um, they are used to working with big groups and they have these great activities that really start to begin that experience of establishing community, of kind of getting out of their comfort zones a little bit and getting to know other kids that are beyond just their little bubble of you know, their delegation. And so it's a really a great thing to watch because you get a lot of kids that you see that are kind of stilted and uncomfortable at the beginning. And then towards the end of that icebreaker experience, you know, they're just palling around with, with kids that they just literally just met. And so uh, then we go into kind of a, a roll call of delegations, which is always fun. And then we usually have some type of activity after that. Sometimes it's been a, um, a band and we've had a concert experience. We've learned that over the years that the kids really like to, once they come out of that icebreaker, that perhaps this is a good time for them just to spend some time in, in you know, fellowship with each other. And so like this year, we just had this big pizza party and had some music happening there on the quad outside the amphitheater here at the central part of campus. Sunday night, we brought in a, a lot of times we'll find particular entertainers that really seem to connect with the kids and um, put on amazing shows. And so we've had like this comedian slash juggler, Marcus Monroe, in years past. Um, we've had Ben Seidman, who's a magician. They are, you know, on national tours and, and on national TV and that type of thing. They they also happen to be friends and we're doing what they called the Friends Tour. And uh, so we got, we actually brought both of them in to do a show together on Sunday night in the Shaw Center. So that was a lot of fun. The kids loved that. You know, this year on Monday we did, uh, and actually I'm going to back up there really quick with Marcus and Ben. They are one that we asked to stick around and do like a class experience the next morning. So they did a juggling class and a magic class. And so it's, it's pretty cool to have like world-class talent like that be there and close to the kids where they can really, you know, have that type of experience. We did a movie night on Monday night, Tuesday and Thursday, our, our worship experience, our corporate worship ex experiences. There's also a track meet on Tuesday night. You know, Wednesday night, we get into our talent show experiences and, and, 
There's also later in the week and on the evenings, there's the, the play that the kids have been rehearsing all week long. And, and then another great aspect of a class experience in the performing arts area is something called School of Rock. And so that's when a bunch of these, a bunch of kids get together in a classroom experience with some pro- professional musicians and they essentially just pretty much jam all week and then put together like three songs that they'll perform on Friday night. And so, and we put them up on stage and they truly, they truly rock and it's pretty amazing. Uh, There's a dance on Friday night. And, um, but over the years we've had big names, you know, come in and, and perform and we've had these amazing speakers come in as well. And it's just, again, we try very, very hard to make sure that everything we do is truly spectacular. And Doug, you're gonna give us some information on numbers. So spec 2023, we had 410 uh, plus or minus campers. And then total with the delegations, we had about 520. Um, and so the delegations include the staff who are from all over the United States that attend with the campers. And then if you count our spec staff, we were probably about 650 people total this year, uh, which is a pretty sizable increase. Um, in 2022, which was our first year back after the COVID pandemic, we had about 270 campers. So to go from 270 campers in 2022 to four, over 400 in 2023 is a pretty good jump. Um, and that's largely due to you know, the work that our youth ministers are doing and the ministers in the field for the community of Christ are doing and to the campers who came in 2022 that went home and told their friends and invited their friends to spec. So uh, we're curious to see what next year holds, but that was a, that was a pretty, pretty big jump. And uh, we were excited to have that many campers showing up this year. Thank you for that information, Doug. I was at a reunion, Lamoni Heartland, uh, Mission Center reunion, which started the day that SPEC ended. And we had several folks who had staffed SPEC and a few youth. And I'll tell you, everybody was on fire about this year. They were so excited. So as we look at SPEC 2023, what would you say was different from last year? We've heard the numbers are different. Recognizing last year was our first year to offer SPEC since 2019 due to COVID, and also recognizing that each year is its own unique experience as the years go by. So let's start with Jamie with how this year was different than last year and maybe prior years. Yeah, I think, you know, we like to think we have a solid foundation on which to build every year. And although it it seems like that's always a work in progress for us, we, there's, I think spectacular faces a lot of the same challenges that even our church does. It's kind of walking that fine line between tradition and transformation. And um, there are certain things that people expect in the spectacular experience. And we try to continue to embrace those, but then also have the understanding that you, you can't stay the same if you want to grow. And so there's that transformative experience that happens with spectacular. So I think you know, 
I think most of those things that become different are um, because of the theme and and how we explore our theme. And so that's the beauty of it, because really the theme is the is really the guiding our guiding light for that particular year. And so it's it's pretty amazing. There were certainly you know challenges with with having to be off for two years uh, because of COVID, and and then you know trying to rebuild after that, and you know that first year uh, back, you know having some protocols built in, and then this year, you know moving to that that next step where it's more normal, if you will. But you know for for me, I think ultimately the difference each year is theme driven. So Jen or Doug, any reflections you have about how this year was different? Um, I think I would say, just to kind of piggyback on what, uh, what Jamie said, we have, we have staff who come both on the program side and also on the delegation side who have um, even longer histories with spec than us. Uh, It's something that they find uh, rewarding and and just a way for them to express their ministry. And I think what we have to continue to keep in mind is that we have these campers for four years, potentially. Like that's the, that we only get them for four years and then they cycle out um, and we get a new crop of, of campers. And so, you know, what Jamie said about what the tradition versus um, transformation, I think is a really critical part of our planning because we do have, you know, this deep, rich history of this event, but also, you know, realizing that what campers need now is very different than what campers maybe needed 10 years ago, or for some people who have been the term staff 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and things will always be changing. I think that's one of my favorite things about SPEC is that we're always reviewing, always evaluating, always looking for ways to continue to be relevant and to provide, you know, what our campers need at this moment in time. Um, I think the other thing that for me specifically this year that was different than last year, I don't know if everyone knows, but uh, we have a Council of 12 advocate um, that is specifically assigned to Spectacular. And We've been blessed with Barb Carter as our apostle for the last, I don't know, I'm not good at numbers either, but for a number of years, she has been our advocate in the Council of Twelve. And she's been super supportive of us as a team and of the event. And with her retirement, we were kind of unsure about who our new spec advocate would be, but we were pleased to know that it was um, Chandra Newcomb. And this is a really unique situation for us because Chandra has been involved in Spectacular way before she was in the Council of 12. So she's been in charge of all of our performing arts and that whole kind of like segment of um, camp that falls under the umbrella of performing arts. She's been in charge of that and she's been on our planning committee for years. And I think think this is the first time um, that our Council of 12 advocate has been part of SPEC prior to their assignment. So it's been, it's really interesting and unique to have someone who has such a wealth of background with spec take on this new role and, you know, be really open and excited about, you know, how this role might change for them as we move forward and as we move forward as a team. So that's, that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. 
um, in the years to come. Doug, did you have anything you wanted to add? It's not, not so much that it was different from last year, um, but that it was a continuation of, you know, prior to 2019, there was a, a culture at SPECT that was established that had been going on. The culture reflected the values of what SPEC is about. Um, and the values of SPEC align very closely with the enduring principles of the church. Um, but that was a, a culture that had been thoughtfully created and lived out uh, for, quite frankly, for decades. And it had changed when it needed to. And with having no in-person SPEC in 2020 and 2021, coming back in 2022, we realized we had to reestablish that culture because a lot of it was a learned culture. The younger campers that would attend SPEC would follow the lead of the campers who had been there for one or two years. And when we came back in 2022, and I, I did a polling question during our welcome to SPEC moment and, and asked for a, a show of hands who had been at SPEC before as a camper. And only like 15 hands showed up, raised up. So of, of the 200, like, you know, what, 70 campers, maybe 10% of them had ever been to spec. Um, and so one of the, the challenges and a continuation, the opportunity we have is to, to reestablish this culture at spec. Um, and really simply, the culture is, is like telling a camper, you belong you are enough, you matter, you are loved. And that isn't always something, especially high school kids um, hear or experience or get to live into um, in a lot of the communities they're in. And it's something we take really seriously at SPEC. And we realized we had some work to do um, and continue to do into to reestablishing this culture and to creating this space where young people know that they can be whoever they are. Um, and it's one of the things we actually think we do the best um, at SPEC is create this space where campers can be themselves. Um, and that's what we expect. We want that authenticity. Uh, we want that them to show up as they are. Um, but that takes courage and bravery. And that's asking you know 14 to 18 year olds to be pretty vulnerable. Um, and to trust a place that they might not have ever been. So that's, you know, that's one of the, the things that's been different. That's been really fun to get to look at how do we do this? Specifically, how do we do this? What are the things we do to keep this, to build this culture, to create it, to reinforce it? Uh, and so, you know, we, as the camp grew, of course, that was a challenge we faced um, this year, again, was how do we how do we remind high school students that this is what we're going to be about and this is the way we're going to choose to live? Um, this is the intention by which we want to, to live and, and engage in the world. Um, and again, it's, it's not something they all experience. And so there's a lot of fun there. I'm in a lot of messiness. And it's something we, again, we enjoy doing it. I know for me, it, it it's what I think about, especially having you know, sixth and eighth graders, having neighbors who are high school age students. Um, I, I see the value. I mean, really the value of creating a space like this for young people, because it is the kind of space that can transform their life. 
fascinating. You all lifted up some things that I think we wouldn't think of right off the bat of how things can be different from year to year and especially um, between 22 and 23. You've touched on this a little bit already, but what were some of the challenges you encountered with spec this year? Or maybe was there something that you wish you had known before spec began unfolding on campus this particular summer? Jamie? I'll see how Jen and Doug's memory is. I think for for me, the, the thing that I immediately think of when you ask that question, Robin, is we get to a certain point, just really uh, a few weeks out from Spectacular, where it pretty much goes to autopilot in the sense that Spectacular is going to happen whether we're ready or not. You know, we've we've we're to that point and we're resigned to that point. And so it, we just do our best to make sure that when we're finally to that point, we do have our ducks in a row. But as you all know, with any big event, there may be some type of infrastructure issues that we need to deal with once we get on campus and that type of thing. But it still comes down to the importance of community. And so you know, we re we heavily rely on Graceland staff to to help us with certain infrastructure challenges that perhaps we didn't see coming. And so I think that's my biggest testimony of all this about how we we talk about Spectacular being a loving, accepting, growing, safe community. And but truly community is key because a lot of people all pitch in to make sure that if we do have challenges that were unexpected, we find a way to fix them. I would concur with that. Um, I think when I was thinking about my, my first thought was kind of what Doug already talked about and trying to, you know, continuing to rebuild spec culture and community after this break from COVID. I think it's interesting to note that no campers who were at Spectacular this year um, had been to a Spectacular pre-COVID. So not, none of those kids who were there this year had any like reference point other than, you know, post-COVID years. Last year, you know, some of the long-term staff and even some of us were kind of lamenting about the small number of campers, even though we knew that it would be smaller because of the two years off. But somebody made a really, had a, I think it was Diane actually who shared a story. She was talking to one, some of the kids in her congregation who were coming to SPEC and this was in 2022. They were so excited because it was kind of like the first year back to camps and they, they asked her like, how many people are coming? And she's like, well, I think like 250, you know, she was like, I'm sorry, it's not gonna be that big. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's like the biggest camp we've ever been to. And she goes, that was like a paradigm shift for her that even though it feels small to us because we're used to, you know, 700 kids or 800 kids, 250 was the biggest camp that that, you know, these kids had ever been to. And she said, I have to stop thinking about it in a way that this is small and that it's, that it's a bad thing, but really be positive and excited for these kids who are coming because this is the largest gathering of community of Christ youth that they've ever attended or ever been to. And I think that for me this year, it was still that same kind of mentality, even though we, we grew in numbers, which was fantastic. Again, it's still the biggest camp that most of these kids have ever attended. So that's something I think that we continue to just 
again, that, that transformation mindset instead of, you know, always falling back on tradition. I mean, we've talked a little about it, the challenges. Um, one thing I like to take into it and try to remind myself is that, you know, we know we're going to disagree at times. We're going to see things differently. We're going to have different opinions based on just our life experiences, but that at the end of it, our intention is to make the best experience possible for the campers. And so, you know, one of our opportunities is to remember that when there is disagreement or dissent or frustration about how things are done or why things are done, um, I've personally, as it's been a real growth opportunity for me, but is to try and give people that benefit of the doubt that, hey, they're, they're seeing this from their perspective and this is how they think this experience can be the best for the campers. Um, and so having that mindset really helps us, you know, goes back to what Jamie said, create this community where we know as a staff, we know what we're there to do and why we're there to do it. And we know that with that intention alone, that that's also a healthy thing for our community to experience is to have, you know, to see people's passion come through for serving the youth and say, well, we should be doing it this way, you know, when not doing it that way. And to know that something led them to that space to believe that to be true. Um, and that doesn't mean it's not true, but it, it certainly helps us continue to say, what is the best way we can serve our young people and create the best experience possible for them? Um, and I can say that now really like this is what we want to do but like in the heat of the week of spec and with the heat of Lamona and in the frustration of all the little things that add up sometimes you know it's probably not I'm probably not that calm I'm probably my temper might flare up a little like I am human but you know it's that mindset and it's that kind of key point that we go back to with community um, is that it's it's not always you know well it is messy you know, and to build community can be, can be challenging. And so, you know, we had a lot of one-off sort of incidents this year that the three of us got to deal with. And a lot of people weren't aware of these things, which we actually think is the way it should be that when there's these challenges midweek, that that's what we need to be doing. Um, and so we actually midweek, we had a little, a little get together at noon uh, I think it was on Wednesday where we just had a reset. We said, you know, this, we don't quite think we're living into the culture we want to. Um, and so rather than let it just continue on, we just called everyone together, you know, and Jen eloquently let them know that no one was in trouble and no one was getting sent home, which was, you know, a big sigh of relief from everyone. But just that we had a different expectation of how we think we should be living into how Jesus calls us to live and what does that look like? Um, and also to give ourselves some grace for maybe not doing it the best way, because it's a new space for a lot of us or for a lot of people. And so, you know, we could get into the little details and the specifics, but those aren't really relevant. I mean, the challenge is continually like, how do we continue to build this community and how are we called to build, you know, Christ-like communities and how do we teach young people about this? Thank you so much. What a lovely testimony that grace abounds even when the heat index with humidity is 112, right? <laughs> okay, so I know this event is focused on 
youth and meeting their needs and celebrating who they authentically are and building loving community. I want to take just a minute, though, to check in with you and have you share one high point for you personally this year at SPEC. Jen? I'm going to not follow directions because I have two that come to mind. So I'll be brief. The first one was I got to help read questions at Quiz Bowl one day when they needed some extra help. They were short-staffed. Uh, Quiz Bowl is a game where two teams compete head-to-head -to, -head to answer questions like from all knowledge areas like history, literature, science, math, etc. These kids that do this that are on these teams are so smart. So I'm reading the questions. Uh, they have buzzers and everything. And there's a very specific structure to these quiz bowl games. And I messed up as a reader and gave the answers when the other team was supposed to have had an opportunity to guess the answer before. And I was like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, ah, you're, we're supposed to guess. And I was, I felt terrible that I messed up this game, but they were so gracious about my mistake. And um, I think that's just one expression of kind of things that we've touched on before about living into this space of risking something new, knowing that you might mess up, but having a group that is um, grace filled and will let you mess up and redo, have a redo. So that was one thing that was just a really high point for me. The other was kind of all through the week. At the beginning, of spec we always have a like welcome to spec moment with the whole camp and in my part i said you know if anyone needs a mom hug this week i am up for it whenever like if you're just missing your mom or you need like just an extra little bit of love and you know attention come find me and i would be happy to give you a mom hug anytime and i was really surprised and kind of humbled by how many campers took me up on that offer this week some of them came in for like a giant long like hug, like they just needed someone to give them a little bit of extra love. Others um, would just be like, hey, Jen, across camp, you know, across the sidewalk and come run over and give me a hug. And it was just a really, that just meant a lot to me that that offer was taken up and, and that they felt comfortable enough to come up and ask for that. One of the high points for me is if you remember early on, I said I started my service at SPEC as official, a referee of basketball. So all I did was officiate basketball. And I, I still really enjoy officiating. And so as the schedule permits, I like to ref one or two basketball games a day. One, because it's fun. I enjoy it mostly. Um, two, it's, I think it's fun to like, it's a fun way to interact with the campers. It's a fun way to, to meet them in a different space where maybe I'm not the spec director, I'm now an official a referee at the game. And while it's really fun for me, it also really reminds me of how appreciative I am of the staff, of the people who come to spec and give up a week of their vacation. And not only do they give up a week of vacation, a lot of them pay a fee to come to spec um, so that we don't pass that off on campers. So they, but just, it reminds me of how appreciative I am of our community and the passion that people have for serving our youth and the work and effort and time that a lot of people put into keeping score and refing basketball and to filling coolers with water and to, to being there, you know, in a space to serve our youth. 
Um, and so that's really a high point for me is just to see the collective energy that SPEC brings to our community and how it draws people back in. And I was really excited this year because at one point I looked out and I was kind of confused a few times if they were on staff or if they were on campers. So I don't know if that means I'm getting old enough where I can't tell the difference between like low 20s and high school kids. But I was really also enthused to see how many young people, um, young adults showed up at SPEC and how many of them were willing to bring their young children, but how they made that commitment to showing up um, to be a part of our community to serve the youth. So fun, fun opportunity, not just to rep, but to, to remember all the work that people put into making SPEC a success. So I think for me, I kind of have this common thread of a similar high point or high points every year. And that's really being open and sensitive to just kind of watching the kids that first day and especially being mindful of the ones that just appear to be overwhelmed. Because like we said earlier in this conversation about this is really the biggest camp experience most of these kids have. And fact, really without exception. And so, and then it's kind of noticing those kids and then kind of keeping an eye out for those kids that I've kind of observed throughout the week and seeing, again, this transformative experience that seems to happen when they are embraced in a community experience. And so that is always a high point for me. I think that something that's always been, I think, the litmus test for us and for the committee and the staff is that always looking out for the best interests of the kids, you know, because when it, when push comes to shove, the answer is always going to be what is, how does this best serve our young people? And so you can't help but have high points when you have this commonness between the leadership and the staff and everything else that, that the campers are the most important that we set aside you know, our agendas and just focus on them. And that's where, that's where the high points come for me. Thanks for sharing all those high points with us. And we're going to move right into looking at next year. So Jamie, what can you tell us about SPEC 2024? Any details you can share with our listeners today? Well, what I can tell you is that we do have dates. Um, we announce them at the end of SPEC. We do that every year. Next year, for 2024, our dates are July 13th to the 20th. And so as far as a theme goes, that is still in formulation, but it will be uh, something that it, it always seems to be just the right next step in our development. It seems that our themes just continue to enhance each other. And there's like this progression that uh, is really exciting. And Jen, we know that we are featuring this interview on What's Brewing series in Project Zion podcast, which is all about mission. So as we think about SPEC 2024, what is it about SPEC that connects with the mission of Jesus Christ and how community of Christ embodies and lives that mission? I think for me, the probably the, the single most important way that it connects is SPEC offers a vision of Jesus and Christianity that is really different and counter to what people might see in media that highlights a more like nationalistic 
Christian experience. I think that countercultural way to see Jesus and Christianity and community is really critical. And it ties very closely to how Community of Christ is trying to live out and embody that in congregations and groups around the world. Another way I think it's really critical is SPEC has a a group of core values, and those core values really line up uh, very closely with Community of Christ's mission and enduring principles. We really hold up the importance of the worth of people and the idea of growth and risk. And through the way that we think about spec and the way that we think about worship and classes and um, sports, et cetera, all of that really looks at the giftedness of our youth and the leadership of our youth. How do we, how do we help foster areas where our youth can thrive, both in exploring their giftedness, maybe in new ways, and also um, through leadership? And I think the other way is just spec is a great model for how to build Christ-like community. And Doug kind of, he kind of hinted at this, you know, our willingness to admit how hard it is sometimes and that building community is messy. It can be difficult and no matter what, it's always worth it. Like aiming for that community, for living out the way that you want to be in the world, it's always worth it, even though sometimes it takes work. Those things for me are really kind of like the key of why, you know, why spec? So each one of you has been connected with spec for a number of years. As you think about that, if you were going to sum it up in one or two sentences, What are your hopes for SPEC as we continue to discern where God is leading us next? Jen? For me, I want SPEC to continue to be a model of how community forms and how it grows, how it plays, and how it learns, creating the holistic view of how we can live in in Christ-like and sacred ways. Doug? At the end of a retreat or a camp or a trip, sometimes you'll hear, you know, the comment or phrase like, oh, we're going to go back to the real world now. I think in my like BL end all, I would love for spec to be the real world. Or, you know, when when people are coming to specs, oh, I'm going back to the real world. Like, because to me, it really embodies the way I think we're called to live and create community. Uh, And so... I don't know. It's not, I didn't think of that myself. Someone told me, I forget who, uh, but just that idea that like the way we choose to engage and live intentionally with our life at spec, it can be that way everywhere. You know, another thing that comes to mind for me is, is a lot of people talk about the magic of spec, uh, which when I say it, I know what it means to me. Um, But for me, there's also an important connection to make that I believe that's the presence of the divine and that, you know, it's that mystery. um, The magic of spec is that's where, that's where the divine resides and we just have to pay attention to it and we can, we can notice it. Jamie, how about you? I'm sitting here listening to Jen and Doug's responses and I'm, you know, the hair's kind of raising up on the neck or I'm getting some of the goosebumps because of those feelings that we have that 
are in common? Because I was thinking about this question, Robin, and for me, it's about looking as we, what our hope, hopes are as where God's leading us. And, and it's really, I think it's, it's our ability to find Jesus in the everyday, the ability to see God, even in this, in the secular, you know, that we, you know, Jen had mentioned something about being relevant earlier in our discussion. And that's, that's part of, and that, that, that's part of what Doug's saying here too, is that how can we best be relevant to young people? And that's by creating an experience that there's this, there's not this big break between spectacular and, and the real world that, that, that somehow that God can be found in, in all our experiences and that, that spec can be a launching pad for that. Ooh, I love that launching pad for finding God in the everyday. That is beautiful and profound. Okay, Jen, where can our listeners find more information about Spec? I know you've got photo albums from this year and other years, and also where do they go to get information for next year? So when information becomes available, we post that on our website, which is spectacular.camp. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we have a Flickr account. You can get there through the spectacular.camp website where you can see photos from this year and past years. And we try to, we have a, a fairly low engagement rate. Like we don't do a whole lot of things through the year, probably most active on Instagram during the year. And then it ramps up as we get closer to each event. But um, you can definitely find great information there. And like I said, when specific info on 2024 is available, it will get posted in all of those places. Alrighty, listeners, you heard it from Jen. That's where you can find that information. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jen and Jamie and Doug. It's been a fabulous and several times, like Jamie has commented, I too have had the hair on the back of my neck standing up. And of course, a very special thanks to all of our listeners. If you would like to hear more stories about mission, check out our What's Brewing series on projectzionpodcast.org. If you want to hear more about SPEC, see Extra Shot number 13, which features SPEC 2016, and episode 121, featuring SPEC 2018. This is your host, Robin Linkhart, and you are listening to Project Zion Podcast. Go out and make the world a better place. Take care. Bye-bye. <music>